And we're back. Hello, 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 guys. Welcome back to the Novias podcast. If you're listening to this, make sure you guys check out our other portion of our podcast where we talk about our lives, what's happening in the world, you know, as far as politics, entertainment, reality TV, all that good stuff. Um, but in this section, we're going to do a recap. This is where we're going to be recapping all of our favorite shows like RuPaul's Drag Race all the Real Housewives um, franchise and all that good stuff. So um, before I get started, make sure you go follow our new Instagram for our podcast at no BS pod. You know, we were trying to get no BS podcast, but those cunts took it, you know, some fucking couple took it. So we love that for them. But um, yeah, make sure you guys go follow us on there where um, so that you guys can submit ideas, different shows we should watch, different topics we should talk about. Um we'll be posting we'll make we'll try and post um pictures so that when we reference a joke you guys know what we're talking about and we're not just like talking to ourselves and you guys are in the joke as well but um yeah daniela anything i'm missing um no that's basically it yeah um everybody go report at no bs podcast so that you can get that <laughs> that mention i'm just kidding <laughs> That couple like, hasn't um, uploaded since us. October. The people Imagine. who come after us, they get an And they're white, true. They'll be oh. like, cease and desist, honey. Okay, <laughs> you're mine. Don't go report them. Send them lots of love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. How messy. Speaking of, speak, I'm messy. See, I can't even talk. Speak, that was the shittiest transition ever. We love that. Starting 2021 as a mess. I mean, <laughs> it's in tune with 2020, but... um. My little transition didn't work, so let me try again. Speaking of messy, let's talk about RuPaul's Drag Race. So if you haven't heard, haven't watched, or live under a rock, RuPaul's Drag Race is the largest drag competition in the world, essentially. Um, the judge, the host, RuPaul. Let's be honest, my sister always mentions RuPaul. Whenever we talk about RuPaul, she's like, <laughs> do you think RuPaul was actually famous or he just like made himself famous? And like, she means like, do you think he actually like did gigs and he actually worked as a queen or he just because his whole thing like his whole thing is supermodel of the world. Do you think like he has fans or did he just like because if you say something enough, let's be honest, people believe it. OK, true. I mean, OK, I'm thinking about it. RuPaul was in like. um Fuck, what's that one fucking TV show that I was just watching? I don't know if, if it was Sister Sister or Moesha. RuPaul was in that for like an episode. Because he's he done things. In... He was like, he's been yeah, on he's Sabrina the Teenage Witch. He had a like, was... talk show in VH1, yeah. like in the but 90s. He was RuPaul the drag queen. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So... But yeah, true. Maybe he just, maybe he would just walk into a room and be like talking himself up. I, that's what we need to do. Maybe <laughs> and I think that's your what I think. Right. That's where, like, I think I, I'm i learning to show, like, not showcase myself, <laughs> no. but I'm, I think I'm going to follow his lead and be like, you know, Luis, entertainer, you know, peop, um, person of the people. We love him, but... um, Yes, just the one to, name, Luis. Exactly. All that to say that if you haven't watched Drag Race, you need to hurry up and go on VH1, go on sketchy websites like some of us, <laughs> and watch because... To break it down, it's a competition where it's usually, like, 13 queens from all over the country come to win the title of america's next back uh, uh fake fan america's next best drag superstar i don't fucking know it's a long ass title and not only that but they win a hundred thousand dollars so i mean that's a big coin right there in itself but um they compete in acting challenges they have a runway they have a lip sync it's this whole craziness of shade laughter and fun so if you haven't watched it go tune the fuck in um but as far as this season it's the season 13 we're gonna be covering and 
let's just dive right in. I'll try to break down everything for those of you who have never watched the show before. And like me. Exactly. Let's get started. So the episode starts off with Candy Muse. So Candy Muse walks in and her tagline is from the hood to Hollywood. <laughs> she is a self-proclaimed Dominican doll from New York City. She describes herself as a loud ass bitch, an amazing lip syncer, and she says she is a star. I mean, it was like looking in a mirror. I'm sorry. Everything she just like <laughs> described herself as, you know, I'm a loud ass bitch. I'm a star and just waiting for the world to recognize that. Um, What did you think about her? Your first impression on Candy Muse. Candy Muse. I mean, I liked her. I knew I liked her, but I was like, ooh, is she going to be like one of those shady people? Like where you're going to hate to love them. Like you're going to be like, oh, like, damn it. I don't know why I'm a fan, but then obviously when they do their little lip sync portion, I was like, Ooh, okay, I'm a fan. I love this. I <laughs> love her. So yes, I am very much team candy muse. Um, but now that you mentioned that you're like, it's like looking in a mirror. Yeah. I couldn't place my fucking thing. I was like, where the fuck <laughs> have I seen candy muse before? I mean, um, then who is Kenny Muse's um, Gretchen Wieners? Because then that will be me. No, oh, well, let's no. well, she's in the house of it's an ex. We'll we'll get into that a little bit later. But she talks. She references the house of Aja, which is no longer a thing. It's now Dollhouse, which consists of herself, Dahlia Sin, who was on season twelve, and Janelle okay. Number Five, which will probably <laughs> be on season fourteen. Because at this point. I told my sister, if you go into Drag Race and you have a sister or a drag family, you guys are all eventually going to be on it. But um, I gathered that. Well, I was like, Ooh. yeah, exactly. Because yeah. okay. a lot of the queens this season, I call it the season of family because they have an aunt, they have a sister, they have a mom that all were on the show or eventually will be on it. And um, we'll, we'll talk about that later. The next queen up okay. is Joey J. So Joey walks in with her red chicken outfit. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but she walks in and her tagline is, filler queen which i don't want to get too into depth i don't want to go too deep into it but if you are a sexual or have phallic humor you probably can understand what she meant by that <laughs> she says she describes herself as the dumbest bitch you'll ever meet she talks about how she works for a software company she only does drag once and one night a week and bottom line she's a basic bitch i wasn't too thrilled about her look i mean it was whatever like her feathers are flying everywhere it's kind of a mess as far as her personality goes i'm not sure how the other queens are going to perceive her as what did you think about her what were your first impressions? um i totally forgot about joey j we love that oh no Yikes. <laughs> moving i guess that's us that's that on that um so they walk into the workroom they kind of start talking both girls and then we hear the room mail and it's like "Ooh, girl and then rupaul comes onto the screen and he says i hope you like surprises go to the main stage so these women go into the main stage but before that rupaul comes out you know he does a little thing where he introduces introduces the the judges and whatever whatever he talks about how this season things are going to be a little bit different okay danielle there's this thing that i don't know if you know huh. but before he you know they go on with this show he would do this thing where he says his, his like one of his famous line he goes he would say gentlemen start your engines and may the best okay, woman yeah, yeah. win so this yeah. season which we'll get into right now there's a i don't want to get this wrong and i'm not trying to offend anyone there's a first ever trans male contestant so people okay. are thinking that to be a little more self-aware and to not offend anyone they change the line to racers start your engines and may the best drag queen win so 
as far as a little history goes um people have felt that drag race is a bit transphobic because it's funny rupaul has this thing where he says the only thing we screen for is charisma charisma uniqueness nerve and talent uh, which stands for cunt um yeah but people are like it's funny that you say that because we've never had female drag queens we've never had um before this like before a couple seasons we didn't have trans contestants so uh-huh. they've kind of been in hot water um a couple times in the past but um so people are kind of happy that they're becoming a little more self-aware and they're trying to change the way the show works okay um, yeah so we're, we're seeing a little bit of change we're happy for that but hopefully they they do better and it's not just oh let's have one contestant in a in 13 seasons we're gonna have one or two yeah. contestants because them being you know the part of the lgbt community for them to not yeah. include you know people the t exactly exactly that community it's kind of hypocritical so we're here for the change we're here for the change hopefully they continue to do better okay i wouldn't have even noticed that obviously because i don't know i don't know if you guys know but i've never watched rupaul's drag race (laughs) it's my very first time and i loved it personally from uh, a new fan not a new fan i knew like the big i know who aja is when he said how when kenny Mew said house of aja i was like aja okay okay and then and then he threw shade and i was like oh okay there's social media drama okay we we stand we love that (laughs) exactly (laughs) but um so continuing on they, the queens get to the main stage and they kind of just have this one-on-one conversation with their, not one-on-one, but they're having a little like chit-chat with the judges so that they kind of get to know who they are. Um, Candy talks about how her look is from very New York. She talks about how she's, you know, the whole House of Aja, <laughs> where, where that whole thing is. Um, I don't really have too much to say about that. I, I saw Aja tweet about how he was upset or how they were upset. I'm sorry, they are okay. non-binary. And okay. they they kind of said that it was kind of like hurtful to see their friend talk about them the way they did. And I mean, oh. I get it because if I had a friend who like they came up like around the same time and I believe Aja No Shade is like was really like really known like when she went on her when they went on the season. I mean, when I say it, it's not to be offensive, I'm yeah, yeah. they refer to them as she. Um, when they it's went okay, just correct. As, yeah when they went on season nine they were like the fans went wild so for them to see candy muse kind of talk shit i i understand like where they were coming yeah. from because like that doesn't feel good like that's your friend and it's obvious candy muse was only like saying it because she was on tv like candy muse was on tv you get me so it was like uh like yeah do you guys even really have bad blood <laughs> yeah yeah i i get what you're saying but um joey J, I'm sorry she was nervous like <laughs> like i don't know but was it just me it was like beyond nervous they talked about how they like chickens they like a buck and they like to cluck and it was just nerves all around nerves yeah i was like um joey J, you were sounding like me on the podcast honey <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. yeah they were just really nervous and i i get it i mean this has never been done where they walk into the workroom and then they're told to go perform so um i'm i can imagine them being really nervous yeah but the song starts and they lip sync to call me maybe by carly ray jepson and what did you what did you think about this lip sync were your first impressions do you think it was great you Uh, can be honest was it trash was it boring what did you think they both did not do a good job in my opinion i didn't like (laughs) 
I didn't mean to sound like that harsh, but he was like, um, Candy Muse, I am also an amazing lip singer, okay? And I could have done a better job. I could have oh, given a better performance. It's okay, funny, because I, I always tell my sister and my brother, we watch it together, I say, if I can, I don't know how to sew, but I always say, if I can do what they're doing or I can do a better job, then clearly it wasn't that great. Because I'm not a drag <laughs> queen. I don't, I do know a thing about stage presence, but yeah, I would say the lip sync was all right. Um, I do. Maybe again, it was the nerves because it was the first time. But. Do you, I don't know. I, I wrote down that I agree, but do you agree with Candy winning? Do you think she did better or was this like, they both should have gone home? Okay. I know I said, um, who's JJ? Who's that? Um, but I would have picked Joey just because Joey was giving me more like theatrical as Candy was like, Candy was like, uh, like trying to go for comedy, but I wasn't really picking up the comedy. Like there was no, <laughs> like, it seemed like they were trying to be like, they, Candy Muse was giving like a pretty performance. Do you get me? Yeah. But I maybe mean, I think my favorite part of the performance, the lip sync was her turning on, and I'm using quotes, you know, turning on the music <laughs> and turning off the music. Other than that, it was like, all right. Um, it was nothing. I actually had a question. I had a question for you. Do you think... Because you're going to go down the list of the people who were asked to sashay away. And it was, I, sometimes I didn't agree. And I was like, I wonder if they already had pre like chosen who they were going to ask. Do you get me? It's funny that you mentioned that. Like regardless. I did see that on like Twitter and stuff where people were like, let's be honest, producers are always hard at work. And Mm -hmm. that question was brought up a lot on Twitter where they were like, wait, is this even authentic? Is this real? Is this offer storyline? Because there's so many factors that go into reality TV, especially. Exactly. Um, Especially knowing that, um, let's be honest candy muse is one of the more known queens this season from the whole entire cast yeah i could see production kind of having a say in it or having their hands in the cookie jar um if you will but i don't know because like i've watched it i've seen the episode maybe two three times now because you know i gotta take my notes i watched it with my my family (laughs) and things but um because i i think back on the lip sync and joey j kind of was giving it all like giving everything she had yes but then candy was kind of funny but it's just it was a toss-up honestly i'm gonna go with i don't know i'm gonna go with it was a toss-up either one of them could have won because (laughs) me uh, no none of them no just kidding (laughs) me either both um but moving on we just i'm just giving a moment of silence because the queen has arrived so denali herself walks into the workroom and she says let me break the ice so denali describes herself as the chicago she calls herself the chicago ice queen she's a professional ice skater i wrote down that she's fourth generation mexican and we just have to stand because <laughs> as a mexican myself we just we love that we love representation i'm all here i'm for that um and she says she's here to win the crown I have some it's funny because some I thoughts. love the outfit and maybe it's just the stand in me but I like the outfit I like the what is it called I love the skates and I love the hair what are your what are your how did you feel about her look okay Denali as the drag queen gosh like she's beautiful I was like wow and then even out of drag I was like wow okay so that was my first impression I was like the bitch chef. yes out of drag I thought they were like really pretty okay I'm just laughing it's funny um, that you were like you felt some type of way about their appearance I don't know 
not even like that anyway fourth generation mexican and now that i you just fucking said that i'm sorry a joke just came to my head where you said here to win the crown and i'm thinking yeah here to win selena's crown she's trying to come for selena's fans right now Uh oh no love you selena love you girl my little tejana queen but we all know tejanos are just fourth generation mexicans (laughs) there it is So after that, we see Lala Ree come in and she says, oh, what you say, what you say, Lala Ree is here to slay. We love just the rhymes. We love, you know, just coming in hot with those those lines. She says she's entertainment at its finest. She says, I found this so funny. She says, I'm like the uh, I'm an Olive Garden pasta with Popeye's tenders, you know, sprinkled on top, which I think is like such a great um, way of describing yourself because obviously she's joking. You can just see she's like a fun, easygoing, you know, jokester, if you will. Um, yeah. But Denali isn't feeling it. Denali, t- Denali takes a look at her and she's like, I am not impressed. What is that crunchy hair? What is that little no. uh, bodysuit? <laughs> I'm not impressed. Were you impressed by your outfit? I didn't. I was like, I didn't think much of it. I was like, I thought she looked cute. I was like, Denali's so shady. And then to her face, she's like, you look good, girl. And I was like, <laughs> no which is so funny because i actually like stand both of these like when i'm um which i'll you should probably watch if you haven't watched um mm-hmm. there's the meet the queens there's a youtube video okay. where they basically talk about their personality what they want to get out of the competition and their background story but um okay, funny, okay. i watched i watched the meet the queens and they're the meet the queens and i'm su- i was super excited about seeing them on this show and the fact that they lip synced against one another, I was like, oh, no, not my two favorites going at it. So moving on, they get onto the stage and they basically do what the previous queens did. They talk to the judges and Denali says that she is, you know, she talks about being a professional figure skater. Um, Ross Matthews asks her, do you see yourself as a Tanya Harding or a, what is the other bitch's name? Nancy Kerrigan. Nancy Kerrigan. Which, Nancy Kerrigan. Didn't she like, her, didn't like Tanya like, cut the other bitch tanya she ba- yeah not so many words she made sure that that bitch did not skate again um, oh, no. yeah she cheated and basically the figure skaters way of busting the other's kneecaps like yeah she cheated Ouch. yeah so <laughs> yikes um so basically to say that denali's not afraid of competition and she's ready to cut a bitch if she has to um <laughs> lala Ree says that she's sexy she's classy and she says, I'm not afraid of Denali and I definitely can beat her in a lip sync. So the song starts and it's When I Grow Up by the Pussycat Dolls. I, I'm just going to say it now, this is probably my favorite lip sync of the episode. I feel like both queens gave it their mm-hmm. all. They were both kind of entertaining. Um, I was scared out of my mind seeing her lip sync in her skates. I was like, the floor is getting scratched up, cut up. Yes. What are these producers thinking? What are you thinking about the lip sync? <laughs> I thought, um, because Denali kept going over and over and saying, I I didn't know I was going to be lip syncing. I wouldn't have worn my skate. So I thought, I thought she was going to fall. I was like waiting for her to fall. Honestly, no. Same. I was like, she's going to fall. I was like, are they going to give us a funny moment? Like, are they going <laughs> to give us like, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for you to fall. Like, no offense. Like, you're doing a great job, but I'm waiting for you to fall. I definitely, I'm sorry, but I definitely think Lala Ree did deserve that win. Like, so I was glad that uh, Lala we run at one and not Denali. I was like, but I was sad. I was like, oh no, I wanted that queen. But I was like, ah, well, may the best, may the best queen win, bitch. Sorry. Um, no, no yeah, I, I, I have to agree. The only, I think the only like downside of 
Denali's lip sync was the fact that her her dress kept coming down, so her male oh, yeah. nipples were being exposed. <laughs> and on top of that, she was kind of shaky at, at some point. So mm-hmm. I think rightfully so, Lala won. Um, so Denali is told to to sashay away, and she says, "I'm feeling icy, feeling spicy." <laughs> so we see her walk off, and she walks into this pork chop loading dock. So you look at the wall, and you see pictures of Queen's past where they're the first eliminated queens in the past from season one up until season 13. They kind of talk. I don't think I didn't write anything down. So clearly it wasn't interesting. (laughs) After that, moving on, we see the next queen walk in and that is Simone. She comes in saying, don't let the smooth taste fool you, baby. She walks in (laughs) and she describes herself as the Ebony Enchantress. And she says that her drag is all about being a real woman, you know, um, the illusion of a woman and she loves strong women and she says if you're black it's even better she says she's a goddess what were your thoughts on Simone and her pol- Polaroid dress okay so I was like who the fuck was Simone yes. <laughs> no no I think I remember more Tamisha Tamisha was the red the red yeah, outfit yeah. right yes um okay Simone yeah see that's all I can tell you that the fact that you said Polaroid dress and I was like oh shit yeah, she was the Polaroid dress. No, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, I didn't mean it that Danielle way. is not a fan of these queens. We'll see. If, Just to we'll, we'll see. It's the first episode. <clears throat> Excuse me. It was the first episode. I mean, you know, we'll see if any of your thoughts change throughout the season. After that, Tamisha walks in and I'm sorry. I don't know if it was on nerves, but she came in high and she was like speaking at a dozen miles per hour. She's like, hala me, hala me, you know me, hala me. I was like, yes. what? <laughs> like I'm in. reading... I'm reading her, 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 like, not tagline, but what she said her when she came line, in. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's that's what she said? Because I did not understand. Yeah, I was like, I had what? to put the captions on and rewatch it. So she says, My holler queen. at me. I know you know me. Holler at me. I know you know me. And she says, <laughs> I'm one of the baddest in the art form. I'm a pageant gal. And I'm the matriarch of the Iman dynasty, which. Oh, okay. Here's one thing you're going to learn when watching this show. Something about um, yes. pageant queens, which in general, I'm sure you might know from like the pageant world, is that mm-hmm. they're so extra and extravagant and opulence and moha. Like it's so extra. And she gives <laughs> that energy like to a T. Yes. As far as her outfit goes, it was cute. I mean, it was cute. Nothing, nothing extraordinary. What did you nothing like? On? She didn't really stand out. Yeah, she didn't really stand out. I mean, I know I just said Simone Polaroid dress, but Simone's Polaroid dress. The fact that you said Polaroid dress, and I immediately thought of Simone. You know, Tabisha was kind of like, okay, I hate to say, Lala Re gave what. Tamisha wanted to give oh no that sounds mean but I meant it <laughs> it's funny that you're saying that it's funny that you're saying that because I don't know if you would know this or not but you probably not so Tamisha Iman <gasps> no. is actually Lala Ri's drag mom so they come from the same family she put her into drag for the very first time so we oh, love that oh clearly they, they're giving the same vibe if I mean, you got it from just watching it. You've never seen these queens before. You don't know who they are. And T. you got that. So it's actually kind of cool. Oh that my you, God, you my mind. That, exactly. It's power. Um, it's it's um, power that you're giving me. Thank you. <laughs> so they get to the main stage. And again, same old, same old. They talk to the judges. And Simone basically says that she loves herself. And that's why she has that dress on. Because her drag persona saved her life. Which it's funny because this show Same. never misses a beat as far as shady, shady, drama, drama, cunty, cuntiness. And then sad, sad moment, loving yes. moment. And it's like, ugh. I mean, what do you expect? 
Tamisha talks about how she's been doing drag for 30 years and she's actually getting over cancer. And mm -hmm. I, I thought this was, this was so interesting. She talked about how she was casted for season 12, but she couldn't, mm -hmm. she couldn't compete because of the chemo. And essentially she couldn't even walk, which I'm like, wow, the power that she had like in a year. I mean, and we saw drag the lip sync. Yeah. And drag for 30 years, I was very surprised. I was like, what? I was like, they don't like, she doesn't even look old enough to have been doing that for 30 years in yeah, my opinion when when ross gasped and he was like oh, i was like me like i could never be a drag queen i don't know if they do that like <laughs> pops to you but for 30 exactly. years that's i'm i'm looking forward to see Props. see more of her in the episode if she does stay because spoiler alert she loses yes. the lip sync so we see her and <laughs> simone lip sync they lip sync to this song i've actually never heard it's called the pleasure principle by janet jackson had you heard this song before no and I was like oh but it's Jenna Jackson so it has to be good and then I heard it and I was just like wow people in the 80s really had good music and I wish I grew up in the 80s <laughs> exactly <laughs> but um so they lip sync and from their lip sync Tamisha's giving us very I mean she's giving us Jenna Jackson with those moves, yes she the, is and the shoulder pads energy exactly Absolutely, she was just feeling yes. herself which I was like here's the thing someone and I say this in all aspects not just drag when someone has confidence and is feeling themselves it's mm -hmm. it's it's like it makes you feel good and it makes you like keep your eye on them like, like so when she yes. was dancing she was really feeling it. i was like wow like we love that for you you're really feeling it um as far as simone yes. goes she was giving the comedy side of it and i'm sorry maybe it was because i didn't know the song and uh -huh. i kind of felt like it was lackluster and i i don't know i feel like i would have given the win That's to a joke. tamisha uh, i don't know yes. where where's your head at um, no, no, no. Yeah, because I didn't know the song and I know, wow, you didn't know the pleasure principle by Janet Jackson. No, bitch, I'm a dumbass. I'm a basic <laughs> bitch. Um, but because I didn't know the song and like you said, Simone was going like the like the comedic route. I was like the jokes lost on me because I don't understand. Like with Candy, Muse and Call Me Maybe, I know that song. So when she was doing the comedic route with that, it was like, oh, OK, I get the joke. I get the joke. But because I don't know the pleasure principle, like I was like, oh, maybe like, am I losing out on like a reference or something? But yeah, that's why that's another reason why I was like, did they pre-choose like these winners? Because it's obvious that that person should not have won, that queen should not have won, that queen should have been the one <laughs> to lose. I don't know. So that's why I was like very confused. I was like, there has to be like a twist or something. I don't know. Like, obviously there's going to be a twist, but yeah. still. <laughs> um so we see that tamisha's not happy she's Yikes, um, yes. not happy she, i mean she's just lost and to be told that she you're a loser pissed. in that moment yeah. i would be pissed um so she walks out and she's like i can't believe you know i was giving us i was given a second chance and i just i it just i couldn't do it she walks into the mm -hmm. the pork chop loading dock or whatever and she meets Denali and she meets Joey Jane. She's like, I don't know why these like women are excited. Like these queens are super happy. <laughs> Bitch, we're going home. The lady said to go home. And I'm sorry, the world of Twitter has lost their minds and they stand Tamisha. Like she was giving these one liners. When she said the lady said to go home, I was like, ma'am, you know, demo, that's RuPaul. Like, I don't know. It was weird. Like, was that like RuPaul? It was no, for me not even being a fan, I was like, she just not just like refer to RuPaul, the Ru, Ru RuPaul who refers to themselves as super supermodel super of the world. Of the wor like, that lady, I was dying. I that was lady, like, the lady said to go home. Yeah, it was just. <laughs> it, 
but lady's about to tell you specifically exactly she didn't tell you don't wait backstage honey your bus is waiting <laughs> um i don't know it was something funny that i noticed i'm sure everyone else watching noticed it <laughs> moving on the next queen to walk into the workroom is got mick so mick walks in and she's like time to crash the system i actually didn't really get the entrance line until i saw that i like i saw on her instagram that she -hmm. was selling merch with it spelled it out and system was spelled c-i-s-s-t-e-m and i was like wow clever wordplay i mean we're here for that we love that we love yes she describes her drag as you know a She's inspired by Picasso's paintings, designers, which seeing that now I spelled it wrong. She's inspired by <laughs> fashion and overall just like in your face as far as the makeup goes. What did you what did you feel about her makeup skills and her her entrance? Because honestly, that look was not, I was not a fan of. It. I didn't like it. Very. um, Yes, very campy, very out of the box. I liked it. I felt like um, it definitely went with like their angle to like kind of be um, out of the box and there's like a word on the tip of my tongue but like avant-garde definitely yes avant-garde. thank you thank you yes avant-garde and kind of like to make sure that people like remembered gomic you know yeah like one thing she it. noted that i i knew of was again just like kenny Moo, she's one of the more known queens this season she talked about how she is a celebrity makeup artist she's painted cindy um she's painted cindy cindy who i just wrote cindy cindy <laughs> Cindy Crawford. Me, the lady. <laughs> that lady, she painted lady. So she, she has painted Cindy Crawford, Heidi, Heidi Klum, and Paris Hilton. So she says she's going to bring a different perspective onto the show because she was born female, transitioned to male, and now dresses up as a female, as a drag queen. So I think she is going to bring a different perspective, and hopefully the judges like what she brings to the show. Mm-hmm. Next up is... Utica queen I'm just gonna say it's not a fan I don't really care about her so Utica walks in and she sneezes and she goes she's sickening and one thing you're gonna learn about me is that I don't really care for the quirky clowny eccentric queens like not to sound bitchy but I'm just I wasn't having it she walks into the workroom with her her outfit of just a hundred different patterns she says that she's a queen of the unexpected. She's always ridiculous and she wants mm-hmm. to spread smiles all over the world. I mean, I'm not a fan. What did you think of her? I don't remember her. Exactly. She had a strawberry on her head. She was talking like this and she's like, I'm Utica queen. And it just wasn't. You're saying it. You're saying it. But I, and I remember the lip sync. I remember the fucking song because i was like they're playing fucking Lindsay lohan <laughs> okay i didn't know we were gonna get nostalgic up in here um but like and i remember got mick but what the fuck how the fuck do i not remember utica yeah they, she I had a know. green wig and we'll just continue on so they get to the they get to the stage um got mick is like i'm a campy black and white clown <laughs> yeah. queen whatever whatever and Utica's like the strawberry on my head represents you know me being allergic and i got through it and my outfit <laughs> represents you know a blender of patterns and a touch of polish and i probably sound like a total bitch but I just, i'm not you. here for it i can't take her person her persona like serious was it, I have a change of heart but as of right now i'm not a fan was it because she's basic or what like it was just i don't know something about the drag persona personality i just okay okay, okay. i don't care for it Okay. So they lip sync to the song Rumors by Lindsay Lohan, which I mean, 
what in the right mind people were saying this is the widest lip sync ever on drag race history and <laughs> it honestly no. dance moves the way they moved around on stage it just wasn't it what did you think of it? very very much a movement of limbs i was like all i see is limbs flailing all i see is um bitch like what little no hand could come out and do the performance and i'd be like still adding to the train wreck yeah, like, you know you know that you know that viral video of her dancing yes no, that's what i was thinking of. i'm like um could have done that and she would have done a better job yeah this one was my least favorite of the lip syncs just even though i love this fucking song because uh lindsey lohan's self-titled al- album was oh. that bitch <laughs> <laughs> of course i've never heard a single song on that album but moving on we see the next queen walk in and she walks in with a black tooth and says <laughs> another queen just not a fan of so rose walks in and she says she resides at the busy intersection of wit avenue and fashion boulevard she's obviously a comedy queen she's a singer dancer actor triple threat she talks about she was on the voice and america's got talent rose meh meh what about sorry we're back we had some technical difficulties i was glitching the internet shut down um <laughs> sorry that was my fault but um we were talking about rose and i'm just i was just saying that i wasn't feeling her like these accolades like it's great you went on these shows you can do all these yeah. things but you lost the voice you lost america's got talent so but you know, i'm not trying to be a hater you know teach their own what did you think of rose well i can be a hater um she very much had a big head i told you this off air when you said oh tell me what you like tell me what you liked and i was like i could tell you what i didn't like <laughs> and i told you point blank period it was that one queen and i didn't even know her name see that just shows you how memorable she was to me because i was like um the one with the tooth that tried to compare herself to robin williams and i was like no 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 you're listing all these things and ma'am i do not know you from any of them so really who is who is the oh, loser no. here? Who is Rosie no. Natural? Exactly. <laughs> Next up is Olivia Lux. She walks in with her I'm sorry, I immediately I immediately thought of the the yogurts. What is it called? No, the uh yogurts or something. Yeah, oh, the, the ones yogurt. that are duo colors. She walks in in her pink and the Trix yogurt. Exactly, the Trix yogurt thing. So she walks in and she's like, <laughs> Lux be a lady tonight. She says she loves to light up her room. She's that diva, which I think she wanted to say that bitch, but because, you know, that's not on her brand. That's not on brand. She's like, I'm that diva. I am Diana Ross and the Supremes. And funny enough, she's only been doing drag for a year and a half. What did you think about her personality, her aesthetic, all that good stuff? She was my fave. You're like, oh, Daniela, you were like, Daniela, we need to um, bring your... uh, um expectations a little higher <laughs> no i i can see like i i did you'll see I think because she was an underdog i think because she's an underdog and then um just the fact like when sorry i'm getting ahead of myself but later on when they were like oh i know rose's beside her herself because she lost to olivia lux and it's kind of like okay she did a better job that's why <laughs> so let's not even <laughs> um yeah you and you're like and what and what about it um and what, and what about it <laughs> no on her meet the queens i can see that she's probably going to be this season's miss congeniality she was super smiley yes. super happy go lucky so Very know, hopefully she has that comp the competitive side in her because you know this is a throw, co- comp- throw, cut throw i can't even talk cut throw competition she needs Tea. that you know to survive but Tea. um they go on the main stage and they talk about their personalities again and rose is just like 
you know, I'm from New York. I'm a part of Stephanie's Child, which is a singing group consisting of <laughs> herself, Jan, which her original name was Jan Sport, but because, you know, legal reasons, she now just goes by <laughs> Jan. Um, and Laguna Blue, which, you know, they went on The Voice. They went on America's Got Talent. They're okay, pretty okay. known in New York. And it's funny that Carson made a joke and he was like, well, do you plan on lasting longer than Jan? Which is like people were people on Twitter. The world of Twitter was like, "That's shady." Like, why are you? Was that necessary to ask? But um, how long did La- Jan last? Jan went up to, I believe, I could be wrong, but she made it to the fine. Jan got like, the pork chop. Half, no, <laughs> exactly. No, she got. She made it to like top seven, top eight. Okay. Well, I hope Rose does not last that she, long. She she did she did it right. Um. She did all right her season, but um, enough about her. Moving on to Olivia. Olivia talks about how she was inspired by, you know, a little theatrical showgirls moment. Her little, she said she was inspired by curtains. And so that's why her dress is like that. And she says she likes to incorporate live things. So you might catch her playing the piano. Um, One thing I am jealous of is people who are musically talented as far as playing an instrument. Because I, I can't play shit. So when she was like, I, I can play a piano while I'm in drag. I was like, oh, wow. Well, look at you. Aren't you full of talents? Um, can she not play piano out of drag? <laughs> yikes. Was that a joke, sweetie? Are you trying to be funny? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anyways. Anyways, we get it. She plays a piano. I don't have to play the piano. <laughs> Moving on. So they lip sync to the song X's and O's by L. King, I believe. I don't know. And Olivia wins. X's. Rose gets the chop and she's just in disbelief. She's just like, Are you kidding? Is this yeah. real right now? Like, um, as we see, I don't know if you heard, but Olivia's like, I'm shocked. I don't know. I'm in disbelief, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Rosie's like, So am I. I don't believe it. Um, what did you think about the lip sync? What did you think about Rose not believing that, you know, she had lost to a newbie, basically? That's another reason I liked Olivia because the fact that she was like, Oh, like I can't believe that I won. I like she was she was clearly like like humbled, like um about her win as opposed to rose who got humbled um but i like i like their lip sync mainly just because i like the song the song's very catchy to me um but i thought olivia did a good job i felt like rose very much again like i felt like she was trying to prove like i've been on all these different shows like for singing competitions and stuff so like even though this is a lip sync i'm still going to show you like like I am a star I am the star so it's kind of like uh, take a take a step down thank you <laughs> <laughs> yeah she quickly was biting her words it was just it was a moment yes after, I like that she lost after <laughs> sorry <laughs> we love that we love that um after that we see Tina Burner walk in and she I don't like like you know you have your taglines, your one-liners, mm-hmm. your entrance, whatever. Do your thing. But I hate when queens come on the show and they want to say a paragraph, a monologue. She walks <laughs> in and she's like, didn't your parents ever teach you to not play with fire? Did, did I say that right? I don't even So she walks in, she gives her fucking monologue, and she's like, didn't your parents ever teach you to not play with fire? Now let's turn it and burn it, bitches. And it's like, okay, we get it. We get it. So obviously, after watching these show for so many years, I get a feel of how what a queen is all about based on their entrance and i knew she was from new york i knew she was a comedy queen she's a costume queen large and in charge obviously loud and outspoken i'm iffy about her i feel like she i feel like she's smart just from some of the things she said in her confessionals like i feel like she's self-aware and she could be funny Uh um what did you think about her ronald mcdonald outfit (laughs) 
stop. I was literally about to say, I love that Ronald McDonald bitch. Yes, she was very much, um, a lot of the queens are from New York, I noticed. But then again, New York has a great drag scene. But that's, sorry, that's off topic. Anyways, <laughs> Tina Burner, I liked. I felt like she was the comedy queen that Rosé was trying to say that she was. Me, I'm just throwing shade all around. I'm sorry, Rosé, please no, don't No, that's what Drag Race is, this is what Drag Race is about. This is what the <laughs> fandom is about. But, you. Uh, yeah, Rosé, Tina Burner was very much the comedy queen that Rosé wanted to be. So I liked her a little bit. Um not like not like oh my god i stand but i did like her she's like another one of my faves like she stood out to me um it's it's funny that you mentioned how they're both from new york because they actually as we see later on in the episode they know each other they work in the same circles oh yes we'll just get into that right now um after that we see kamora hall walk in and i'm just gonna say now because she's so tiny and so skinny she looks like i told myself she looks like a poodle that hair was way too big (laughs) like she's like maybe like stick thin and then the hair is like really yes. large and she looked like, like a wet dog it was, just, yeah. it was just something else um so she walks Not in and she dog. says the mackie dot is finally out of her box with very little enthusiasm but okay so she says she's a <laughs> premier mackie dot she lives in her rich white woman fantasy the dress was okay i i liked it i like the color um the hair was just too big and no it was a no for me yeah, um, the Mackie doll is Cher. Let's say that right now. No, just oh, kidding. yeah, I didn't get it. <laughs> but um, so sorry, Kamora Hall. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, another, she's another queen that kind of like, um, she kind of blended in the background for me. Um, like in the lip sync, she very much like I was looking at <laughs> the fucking Elliot with two T's oh, and God, Tina Burner. Can we talk about Elliot real quick? I, my brand, I always say my brand is um, bitchy, cringy. And like, she gives very that. Like, I feel like she can be a smart ass, but she's also cringy. And people hate, like, I know my siblings fucking hate someone who's cringy. And I kind of live for it. Like the way she walked in and she started going off. I was like, go white girl. We see you. You do your thing. Like, go I don't know. Um, but talk about Kimora. Yes, she just talked about how she's just rich and fabulous, and we love that. Confidence is a great thing. We love that for her. Um, <laughs> I don't know, but moving That's on. All we have to say. <laughs> exactly. Moving on, we see Elliot with two T's walk in, and I know I just talked shit about having a monologue and paragraphs to say, but I kind of liked her little <laughs> sing songy song. So she walks in and or talk singing little things. She walks in and she's like, "I'm the queen you want to see, Elliot with two que- Elliot with two T's." <laughs> I can't even talk. It was a mess. I don't know what that was. Um, and then her little pose at the end, and she's like, mm, get into it. I said, what? 20-year-old white boy was dropped off at a drag competition show. I liked it. I'm sorry. I liked it. The no. craziness, I live for. I'm sorry. I, just, I have to. Um, yeah, it was very much like uh, she was uh, Elliot with two T's. I just have to keep saying their name. Um they weren't trying to be uh quirky like they were quirky like i want to say like do you get me exactly that's just who they are even out of drag probably like this is not this is just who they are yeah this this is them cringy (laughs) they are cringy she walks in and she's like i am very much a housewife with a secret my drag is very you know i can dance i can act i can sing um and the girls are not impressed with her look funny enough they were like what is this outfit it's just I liked it it's, very much. I was going to say, I kind of hated it. So I was like, yeah, they're kind of right. Like, it's not, 
it was it was just kind of ugly like the colors the pattern it just wasn't it but um, um i love the 80s so she exactly she said she's very much um inspired by that they walk in they're like talking 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 they get the room mail they get on stage and tina breaks it down and she's like i'm a um i think actually it was michelle or one of the judges said that she's a new york legend and she's like yeah i'm campy oh. sassy comedy queen and apparently she was at one point in a boy band um i know you kind of have a soft spot for boy bands um cringy but Love moving on that. elliot says she loves a good Super 80s rude. throwback she talks about she's a ballet dancer and she worked on cruise ship, or screw, i wrote screw ships she worked on <laughs> just... cruise well she probably did some screwing on that shit but uh, <laughs> she works on she worked on cruise ships and i was like wow we love that you know talent to be able to you know work on fucking cruise ships and then Kamora, she talked again i'm the original bob mackie dog oh, this God. is um, an outfit this is an original and the judges were kind of taken aback because RuPaul loves to talk about Bob Mackie, which I didn't know who Bob Mackie was until Bob until Ru talked about Bob Mackie. Until Ru, okay. Um, which you'll see later on in the show. Like he always references Cher and Bob Mackie, but whatever. Um, we love that. They were impressed by the look. What did you think overall about her look? I don't know. It wasn't like nothing special. It was Kamara. Kamara look. I liked it. The hair. I understand what you mean about the hair, but I felt like that. Like just. It gave me very much like not Dolly Parton vibes, but Dolly Parton vibes. Like just that, like that Southern, even though they weren't going for that. But when I think of rich, <laughs> when I think of rich white women, don't hate me guys. But like, I, I think of Southern white women. Jada Essence Hall is her drag sister. And for those of you who okay. don't know, Jada actually won last season. And oh, we love that for her. Um, Dude, were you a fan of Jada? We're not going to get into that because oh, okay, okay, as much okay. as I'm happy for her win, I, I wasn't rooting for Jada, but we love that for her. We support her. <laughs> Do your thing. Um, so they lip sync to the song Lady Marmalade. And okay. this was just, this was something else. So obviously this is by <laughs> X-Tina, uh, Pink, Maya, and Lil' Kim. They all took different routes. Elliot was trying to give dancer, you know, dancer vibes. Tina was giving comedy, like, comedy i don't know comedy is something else but like she was being like oh those jokes you know with the hand with the mouth what did you think about you. their interpretations of the lip sync no yeah tina's i was like oh. i liked elliot's kimura i felt bad because she's kind of blending in the background again like <laughs> like uh i i'm thinking specifically of uh Lil Kim's part where they're like where she Lil Kim is rapping so obviously they're rapping and they very much went into it they went uh Tina and Elliot like they went into the persona yeah. and like were giving it their all like that's where they like immediately like went to their punchline or to their like hit of the performance meanwhile Kamari's in the background and I was just like what like <laughs> She's like Where moving back her little shoulders. It was, yeah, she, they ate her life. But um, yeah. Paul says, you know what? The winner is Tina, which I can see. I can see why. Here's the thing. RuPaul loves to laugh. So if you can make RuPaul laugh, you'll win a challenge. T. You'll win the lip sync and you'll just win I the realize. whole fucking competition. So this time we see the two girls, Kamora and Elliot, get the pork chop. They walk backstage and they meet the rest of the ladies. At this point, everyone's there, all the eliminated girls. And Kamora and Denali are actually Chicago sisters. So I'm pretty sure they felt super happy to see each other. Not happy because they got eliminated, but happy because, you know, oh my God, I know someone. <laughs> and they're all just confused. They're like, what the fuck is going on? And then they show the winners. They take a quick, like, glance at the winners. And they're laughing. They're like, team talent. Ha, ha, ha. And then Tina walks in. 
And New York is in the house. These, I think it was four queens. We have Candy, we have Rosé, we have Olivia and Tina. And New York Mm -hmm. queens do really great on Drag Race. We've had several winners from New York. So uh, like, is this a season of New York queens? We'll see if they can bring it. Um, What did you think of seeing all the winners together? Do you think it made sense? Do you think you you saw them like, yeah, those are the winners? No, that's why I'm telling you. I think this was all pre-chosen because I was like, no, there's something up because some of these people do not, like there's not, even though I... I'm not like you, like, I don't know their backgrounds or anything, but I was just like, some levels just do not match. Like, there's no, like, <laughs> yeah, you're like, like there's no like correlation. No what is this? Exactly. So I was just like, ooh, ooh, like, I don't know. There was people with very big heads. And then there was people like Olivia who were like, like, oh, like, I'm here. Like, He's like, I'm happy I'm to be like, here. <laughs> yeah. And everybody, and everybody else, everybody else is like, I deserve to be here. Like, exactly. absolutely. So it was kind of like, oh, maybe you don't. Maybe you're actually team loser. <laughs> yeah. They were like, um, they're like, is it opposite day? Are we actually the winners? But um, <laughs> they talk about how, because when Tina walks in, they're like, oh, my God. Obviously, Kenny knows her. And they're like, oh, my God. Oh, I'm so happy you're here. And then they mentioned the yeah. fact that Rosé lost to Olivia and Tina went in and she did not hold back. She's like, you know what? She's kind of <laughs> cocky. We get it. You can do this, this, and whatever, whatever. And then they throw it back mm-hmm. to Rose and Elliot's like, yeah, we lip sync against Tina Burner. And then she's like, oh, you guys lost by her. That stupid bitch. Obviously, they're just laughing, kicking. That's that's what they do. Um, I feel like that's going to be a storyline to come if, in fact, which spoiler alert, something tells me they're not going to get eliminated. Like, they're not about to get rid of half None the of competition. Them. Like, it's not, it's not going to happen them. that way. Yeah. Um, so, I feel like that's definitely going to be a storyline in the future where we see uh, Rose and Tina kind of go at it. This is like basic reality TV, like, yeah. knowledge. This, this is how it works. Um, they talk about how Rose and Tina work in the same circles. Rose feels like Tina doesn't like her. And then, you know, to wrap up the episode, we get a message from Rue. And he's like, the departure van will be leaving soon, whatever, whatever. And Denali is triggered. Everyone, like, is kind of whatever. But Denali is not having it. She's like, I'm a fucking star. Why am I here? We're not going home. No, this is, this is not happening. This isn't it. Which is like me when I get evicted from the Big Brother house. I'm like, uh, so Julie jokes, like, I go back in the house. <laughs> What did, no. you, how did how did you see how they were reacting? Like the different reactions that the girls were giving. I was like, Tamisha told you guys, you guys are gone. The lady said, go home. Oh, exactly. <laughs> You're like, get over it. Because it's happening, okay? No, but I knew it. I, I was like, well, yeah, no shit, dumbass. Of course, there's a twist. They're all getting eliminated. Um, but I I was very much like, oh, um, is like, what's next? Like, who's, like um, so how? continue. You're like, how does it work? What's going on? I'm like, what's next? Like, what? Like, are we gonna find out that this is actually not Team Loser? Like, they were actually the ones who should have won. Like, <laughs> what's happening? If they did that, would like, you agree with that? Do you think the losers could have all been winners? Or are you still like, switch um, Rose and Olivia? And yes, I do. I do agree. <laughs> um, so we see again Rue come on the screen again, and he's like, "All is not lost. You all have a chance to return to the competition, but first, you have to give one of your fellow queens the chop." And they're kind of like, again, it's just, well, what? It's a gaggy moment. And I'm sorry. Yes. If you're not following Tamisha Ha after this episode, you need to. You need to support the queens, support the <laughs> black queens, and support the comedy. She is hilarious. Yes. She ended off with being like, well, I don't know what's going on, but I'm the only black girl here, so don't vote me out. And yes. I said, I was screaming at the television. She's just, it's funny because a lot of these personas on reality TV, I feel like are often 
like they're made and they're not really their authentic selves. I feel like Tamisha's just herself and she is funny. Mm-hmm. She's kind of just doing her own thing. And I don't know. I, I wanted to mention that because it was hilarious to see her say that. I was like, you, she really went there. She really went there. I was like, yes, Tamisha, claim your spot. I don't think, I don't think any of them are going to get eliminated. Like, I think they're going to all be allowed in the competition. And then at the end of the next episode, we'll get the first real elimination. What about you? Like, do you really think one of them's going to get eliminated? And like, so me, who do you as think a, it'll be? me, as I know everything that's going to happen. No, um, yeah, <laughs> I don't see them eliminating anyone. If they do, I feel like there's always a catch to it. They're going to be like, yeah, twist. Like, they're actually going to win money or like some bullshit. They always love to do this on Drag Race. Um, but I'm excited because for the about actual it. show to start. Exactly. Who do you think would go home? Kamora? <laughs> Here's the thing. Like, I always, because my mind, it's power. And because reality TV is my life, I know how these types of show competitions work. <laughs> my first thought process, like my thought process was, first of all, Denali and Kamora have an advantage because they are drag sisters and they know each other. They're not going to vote each other out. So exactly. I think they're safe. Then let's go on aesthetics based off of what they were wearing. I feel like they're going to be least impressed by Elliot. So I feel like Elliot could be in danger. He, oh my God. They're like, well, sweetie, look at you. And Tamisha's safe. Let's put yeah. it up there. She's not going to, they're not going to, they don't want to be perceived as racist. So they're exactly. not going to touch her vote. They're not going to do that. I don't oh know. Gosh. Rose because she's cocky. I like, we don't know. We don't know at this point. But I can't see them voting off Rose because I feel like they'd be like, no, we can't do that to Rose. She's experienced. Like, we can't. Like, <laughs> exactly. Imagine... So, who does that mean? The only people who are really in danger, in my opinion, is Joey J and Elliot. Which <gasps> true. Very true. Oh, and that's what you get for being white. Goodbye. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Anyways, yeah, I like this episode. Thank you for introducing me. Obviously, I already knew what RuPaul's Drag Race was. This is a great first episode. Um, I'm so glad to get the white comment. <laughs> oh, no. It wasn't even I'm too much. I'm, I'm a joke. Anyway, so. But yeah, it was a great episode. We literally lasted. We talked about this for an hour. So hopefully the, those of you who are listening in this reality TV portion of it are still tuning in because we're just getting started. It's time to transition <laughs> over to another one of my favorite shows real housewives and daniela you know the deal real houses of salt lake city take it away from one two white queens to some other fucking snow bunnies over here so it's funny because i always wait for you to use that fucking word you will never leave snow bunnies out of your intro i'm like enough with the snow bunnies (laughs) fuck the snow bunnies but like, we get it. I'm Salt Lake City. There's snow. Move on. No, but we Anyways, that. we're on episode eight. And we start off, we see Mary for the one and only time this entire episode, which we already know why. Luis already explained because she wasn't supposed to be a full-time housewife. And she's reprimanding Robert Jr. for buying his girlfriend a Prada purse. Then we see Whitney and Justin at dinner. And she's like, remember when I used to dress up for you? Remember when I used to role play? And I was like, I'm very much uncomfortable right now. Very much uncomfortable. Then we see Jen. She's tending to her sick son. Of course, my man, Sharif Jr., makes an appearance. I was like, oh, pause, rewind. Okay, hey, boo. And then I fast forwarded. Um, Then we see Heather. She's expanding her business. And it's funny because I'm literally skipping through Heather's whole business conversation because I want to get to Meredith. And Meredith's at her boutique and she's talking to Brooks. She's talking to Brooks on the phone about Seth coming home for a couple 
for a couple's date that Jen is hosting. Um, in the show, we see they're still going through the separation, but currently we've already found out that they've gotten back together. They had a whole people spread about it. Um, Which we love that. Like, only yes. celebrities like that. And I use that quote, I use that term loosely. Like, like we know they're not celebrities. We know they're not A-list. We know they're F-list at most. They're but, um, spread about the relationship. I'm very happy for them. Do I think... Do I hope that next season, if she's still there, which I, I don't doubt that she won't get a snowflake for next season, but um, I would hope that they're still together and it's not like a running theme, like where every time there's going to be a season, all of a sudden they have problems because then I'm going to lose faith in my girl Meredith, but I love you, girl. Um, Brooks is still salty about his dad not going to the show and I'm like, Brooks, get over it, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah. Meredith asked like what do you think about that like he was just like thanks for coming thanks I mean, for coming I to know, my show I know he's like upset I would be upset too but it's like we get it you're trying to get a snowflake you're not gonna get one continue on like move on at this point he's just smoking it huh it's Candace to pronounce no just kidding exactly. <laughs> Meredith asked Seth to apologize for not going and Seth in my opinion basically like laid the blame on Meredith and when I was like dude it was your choice not to go yeah she asked you for space but like it was still your choice not to go. Like, he was just like, oh, well, you know, you asked me for space. And I was just like, are you not his dad? Are you not? Anyway. So they kind of have some conversation about like emotional maturity or something and how he doesn't seem, <clears throat> how Seth doesn't seem to be on the same, same level she is about the separation. Um, but he wants to be on the same level, which I didn't really understand because I was like, this entire time, didn't you want to get back together? But she didn't. But now you're saying, oh, no, now I want to be like you. And not. because then like two seconds later, they get back together. Or was I the only one confused? No, Maybe. it's a lot of this is like, what's happening? What is like, y'all are too much. Yeah, it all seems very much like a whirlwind. Like, I'm like, what? What's happening? So I guess this time around, unlike the other times that they separated, which Meredith has like alluded to that they've separated multiple times already I guess this time around they really did separate and they really did withhold communication from each other as opposed to other times where they would constantly be calling and texting each other and seeing each other which because they didn't talk a lot or because they gave each other space they realized that they needed each other they love each other and so we kind of see them reconcile we kind of see them make up um but obviously like I'm sure I'm sure there's going to be more work for them to do, but it was nice to see them finally fucking have a positive exchange. Unlike other times where he's a bitter Betty and he's like, you picked me up from the airport. Oh, and it's, no. <laughs> oh no. So then we move on to Lisa and her husband, John, they're having dinner. I don't know about you, but I was very much, this is awkward. Why are you guys talking about the weather? Like, did you catch that? Where he was like, no. nice weather we're having, here's, huh? Here's the thing. He like, he, I, I already said this like three, four times to my sister when we were watching it. Like, when we are watching it. Uh-huh. He does not really care for it. Like, yeah, he like, whatever is trying to support his wife. But they give me very much boring. Like, boring vibes. Very Their much boring. Is bo- it's boring. Like, I don't know. They're. You know what's funny? I'm actually the opposite. If anything, I'm more interested in him than her. Uh, oh yeah, no! That totally so her as a housewife. That just shows you. Is she about to get the Katie chop, pork chop, oh. Katie chop? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they're talking about the weather, and then they talk about their kids, which I understand they're married. They're going to talk about their kids, but they're not even talking about their kids in the sense like 
like oh my kids I love them like did you notice that they did something like it was another kind of like like as if oh we have to have this conversation because our marriage and it was kind of like maybe y'all maybe y'all need to go to couples canceling like Meredith and Seth no (laughs) so they kind of just bring up the whole issue from last week which we saw John doesn't like that she prioritizes work and Lisa's like no 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 I'm good at multitasking I'm good at that and then the producers are like okay so what what was John saying and she's like can you give me a minute I'm on my phone and I'm like bitch I hate when they do moments like that and she's doing the most like she's not she is it's clear like I'm like girl anyways Anyways, Queen of Sundance over here. I can. I'm like, sorry, I definitely see her as a friend of. She's not giving me house of Yes, she definitely could not, fit the role of a friend of because it's I, bringing it. Like at this point right now, like if I were to choose, I would gladly take all of them. But yeah, her. I just you just summed it all up. She's very much friend of material, and so then John's like, oh. um, I want to focus on our children. I want to prioritize the children. And she was like, yeah, no, of course. We should definitely include them in our business. Like our, our business is oh like our aspect, God. like that's our so business aspect. And he's like, girl, that's not what I'm saying. But anyways, and it was clear in her confessional, she was upset, but I was like, then girl, do something about it. Because yeah, you're, you're putting religion at your forefront and saying, oh no, because of God, we're going to be very much united. But it's like, no, if you don't put in the work, your kids are going to stray. They're going to stray away from your faith and they're going to stray away from you. So um, maybe Queen of Sundance, we need to hang up our hat and we need to um, actually eat Buffalo Wild Wings with our kids. Oh, no. (laughs) No. I'm terrible. I'm a terrible person. So then we move on to Whitney, who, oh my gosh, I feel so bad for her. Um, We move on to Whitney, who's visiting her dad at Sober Living. We've seen that he's going through this journey. Um, and she's visiting him because he's upset about getting a roommate. Her issue is that he's expecting her to take control of everything and fix the roommate issue, which I don't know about you, but I oh very much felt like I felt bad for her. Like, it seems like like he wants help, but it seems like he very much like how she explained it, like very much like, no, you have to help me because you're my daughter. And I felt bad for her. I don't know about you. Like, I don't know about you. Like, it just, you I was first, first, uh, can't even talk to start off. I was kind of like annoyed or triggered and bothered that he was like i already told you guys about the roommate thing like like exactly. she said, this isn't a fucking you're not at paradise you're not on a vacation bitch exactly you have a problem we're trying to fix your problem don't worry about mm-hmm. the small things like you're not why do you deserve all this special treatment i mean she said it best when she said i feel like he there's a sense of entitlement and yeah i i can't stand that i i don't like that. exactly and to me it was like she's doing this because she loves you not because she has to and for you to keep like badgering her and saying no no, you have to you have to it's like then she's gonna stop doing it like she's already paying for everything to help you like boy anyway it seems like he very much wants to skip all these steps i mean you said it It was like what day 20 and it's a 90 process like what do you exactly you're not going anywhere and very much like a child throwing a tantrum like i was like dude if that's the rules, then you have to follow the Like, if you have to have a roommate, you have to have a roommate. I'm sure they're going to give you, they're not going to give you someone, like, completely on the borderline of, like, addiction. Like, I'm sure they're going to give you someone that you guys can help each other. Like, I was very much confused. I very much felt bad for her. She, she's shared a lot. I, I don't know about you, but I was like, dang, like, name any other housewife who has, like, shared this much. Like, it's 
that's very much, I was like, okay, girl, securing that season two slot. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> what I like about Winnie is that we see her be vulnerable. Yeah, and I feel and, like she's not. Like, do you get me? Like, like she's not afraid to say she's what real. It is. She's genuine. This is my life. This is what I have to deal with. You know, exactly. it is what it is. where there's other housewives like exactly. Jen, I'm gonna get skates and wear a crown and be annoying and have twenty fucking workers and exactly fake. And I like yeah, and I like that the fact that she's super like authentic and transparent. T. So I want to see her back for season two. I'm already talking about season two because we're almost done with. <laughs> solid city so um so then after uh she visits her dad at sober living we move on to the couple's trip that jen um and sharif are hosting and they're all showing up to like the uh i'm just gonna call it the snowmobile site i don't really know what the fuck they're doing but um meredith and oh my god sorry i have something in my eye meredith and seth show up together and jen kind of questions their whole relationship and i'm like Girl, none of you would even know that they're on their way to making up, that they're on their way to reconciliation because you're not in the, like, you're not the cameraman. You don't know. So, bitch, like, of course, you're going to be questioning their relationship, but it's none of your business. Like, it's just fucking annoying. I hate seeing Jen. Again, I'm going to bring it up each time you bring it up. Each time we talk about it, I'm going to bring it up. Sweetie, (laughs) worry about your FaceTime marriage. Focus on your shit rather than, like, leave your friend alone. It's just, it's annoying. Exactly. So then all the couples arrive, obviously, except for your girl, Mary, and her husband. But, you know, we know why. She's not full-time. So Heather's on her own, and I was like, a girl mood. There she is. Woe is me. I am single. And I was like, girl, just do your snowmobile. Just just ride your little snowplow. Just keep riding and keep on. So um, I very much... (laughs) I was very much laughing when Meredith, Seth, Justin, and Whitney fell um again lisa over here she did you notice she was kind of blaming her husband for them going slow no i probably like, like was tuning her it's out. because of your weight or something uh you're like she's boring um then they all i they were snowmobiling but i don't know the verb so i'm just gonna say then they finished snowmobiling like or whatever, it, it's not ski. And they kind of all, they're in the fucking mountains like whatever yeah and they're in a little snowmobile, but I don't know if it's actually called snowmobiling. But anyway, yeah. they sit down for lunch and um, they're all bonding a little bit through conversation. Coach Shaw, love him, bless him. He talks about meeting Jen and her huge ass family and about how sweet. How sweet. Excuse me. And about how sweet, <laughs> how sweet she is. And all the ladies kind of like, they're like record scratch. Like Coach Shaw. Who are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, we were like, not Jen, uh, not us this watching, bitch. we we're like, not this hoe. No, wrong one. <laughs> Coach Saw, you need to take a look again. Um, then they invite everyone to the Shaw's Shaw Chalet. Chalet. That's See, so annoying. Like, what the fuck even? That was so extra. Just Shaw, <laughs> the Shaw, more Chalet. manner. The Stupid, more manner. Exactly. Um, and before they all leave, uh, Whitney pulls Heather aside and she just mentions what Jen had said at her house about, you know, um, Meredith seeing other people and about the man in New York. And Whitney wanted to see if Heather knew anything about that rumor. And Heather kind of shuts it down. And she's like, um, she says she didn't know anything about it when Jen brought it up and had told Jen to leave it alone. And now Heather is upset, like, that Jen would even try to continue to spread that information when she had asked her not to, because that's not what friends do. 
And I like seeing this side of Heather, very different from Miss Heather over here. It's a privilege to be in your circle. And I was like, good, hold her accountable. So I hope he's yeah, a little bit. Hopefully she like that. stands up to her eventually. Cause I don't, I don't exactly. see, ever, I don't ever see Heather going up to Jen and being like, what you're doing is wrong. Keep your mouth shut. It's just not going to happen. I like friendships that like you guys are loyal to each other, but then I don't like it when those friendships are like Heather, where she's like, I'm going to bow down and kiss the boot of this, my savior over here. Like, no, you need to hold her accountable. That's why she's your friend. Yes or no. Um, moving on. Sorry. So back at the Shaw's house, everyone, the couples minus Whitney and Justin show up and Heather. And again, they're bonding through conversation. Um, I like the conversation that they had about, uh, Mormons and Muslims. And then I like how Sharif brought up to Lisa and John about how they have a liquor company, which we've all wondered about, like you guys have a liquor company while being Mormon and Mormons very much cannot drink and lisa kind of just like brushes it off and she's like i'm not a cultural mormon and i was like i don't know what the fuck that means and it didn't seem like like, anyone knew what the fuck she was talking about when they get into discussions like that i mean you know teach your own talk about what you want but yeah i feel like what lisa was giving off it was i took it as very much like i'm this but i'm gonna do i'm gonna go about it how i want to do it like yes i'm mormon yes i'm that but you know what I do as I say, and it is what it is. It's like, oh, I guess that's that's your thing. You do what you want to do, whatever. Very much so. But then if anyone else were to break those rules that she so much, like, says, lives by, she's like, oh, they are going to rot in hell or something. Do you get me? (laughs) Like, yeah. Like, I'm like, girl, anyways. um, Moving on, the ladies then go to the hot tub while the husbands are playing games or foosball or something and basically the couples then talk shit on each other like (laughs) Sharif is basically like no yeah Jen is batshit like I'm literally paraphrasing right here but Sharif is basically like yeah Jen's kind of um yeah that she's all over the place she's very much um reactionary and then the other men are like, yes, very much so. my wife too. My wife, she's ABC. And then you skip over to the ladies. And while they're talking more about like emotions, like about feelings, they're still talking shit. Like Jen's like, yes, I'm so lonely. Like Sharif leaves me. Where am I? Now? I'm in a FaceTime marriage. Lisa's like, no, yeah, John's asking me to prioritize. <laughs> and then Meredith, they're like, crickets, crickets. Like, Meredith I'm not going like, to uh, I'm not in it. Uh- <laughs> Not my seat is still. She's like, nope, deuces. So, like, the ladies kind of asked, like, Lisa and Jen, basically Jen, asked Meredith about Seth and if she would be upset, or Lisa asked this, if she would be upset if Seth was with someone else. And um, Meredith's like, oh, yeah, no, of course, like, I would be upset. And then Jen kind of asked if the separation is moving forward, um, like, in a positive direction like are they going to be getting back together which obviously we saw that they made up like they're willing to reconcile they're willing to get back together but not everyone knows that because it just happened and Meredith's not going to share that without talking to her husband first because it's not set in stone yeah they may have said that morning or the day before that yes let's get back together we realize we need each other and then the next day something else could happen and it's like you know what maybe we weren't ready for that next step so they're not gonna fucking jinx it by sharing it with someone who they 
don't really need to be sharing with. So Jen sees Meredith's like lack of an answer as like a disrespect. She's like, I'm sharing all of this. I'm being vulnerable about my husband and I'm my loneliness. And I was like, but girl, the thing, the difference is, the difference is we know you're lonely. You've said it time and time again. Like Meredith, you know, she's going through a separation. She doesn't need to tell you and, every little yeah, detail about when she's like I get it they were trying to have like a heart-to-heart moment but you don't give it's not like I'm giving up information so that you give up information it's I'm telling you how I feel so hopefully you understand why I am the way I am what I'm going through and just you know just for you to I guess to understand me not like it's almost like she was being I don't know not malicious but like she was being shady about it like I'm gonna tell you all the things about my husband and my family but why are you saying like, what about you what's your on your it's like no that's not how it and works. because i don't want to just because exactly. like like i thought of it this way i am very much a chismosa i will share with i will overshare everything about myself i don't expect anybody that i'm telling my entire life story to to give me the same <laughs> i don't expect them to tell me their childhood trauma it's okay and that's not why i'm telling them like so to me I'm like Jen like you very much want like something out of it you're a snake exactly everyone's and and it's funny because I'm saying this as a former Jen stan and now I see a lot on social media everybody's like Jen's not who we thought she was she's very much um a snake uh snake in the grass so we basically um yeah, I'm throwing it back to the, com- the commercial. I'm throwing it <laughs> like uh, to Misha, that lady. I'm throwing it back to the commercial. <laughs> I'm throwing it back to the trailer that first dropped. I remember a, yeah. com- a quick a, like glimpse of it. Um, Heather's on the phone with someone, and she says something along along the lines of, "She's playing. She's been playing everyone like a fiddle," which that could be referring to uh, Jen, maybe because who else has been kind of snake? Maybe maybe Meredith, exactly. as far as her transparency with her relationship. Who knows? I'm waiting for the downfall of Jen. Jen Shaw. Um, exactly. And I mean, if I'm not saying like I don't want to see her back, but it's like she very much needs to change this whole character she's trying to portray. So um, that's basically where we leave it with like it was very much like wah wah ending like again these past these past three episodes get it together you started off so strong your first three episodes were everything and then just somewhere on the somewhere along that path it just like not enough it's understandable it's understandable because it's everybody it's the first season i think back to the first season of potomac there wasn't really anything like like nothing outlandish but yeah, I the past few episodes have been very much lackluster. Next week is Coach Shaw's birthday party, and it seems like there's going to be a little bit of drama. When I say a little bit, it's just Jen blowing up at everybody again. Which, which I'm here's like, the thing: call me shady, call me bitchy, but is Andy uh-huh. at the reunion going to be like, you were being aggressive, you were going to be too <clears throat> condone violence? We don't condone. Like you should not be. Throwing- don't even. Don't even get me started on Andy Cohen, okay? He obviously did some type of crack cocaine on New Year's Which, Eve. Okay, here's what I'm going to say. When I saw that, after the reunion, and even in the past, I, I had always questioned his behavior, questioned his, you know, his hosting skills. But uh-huh. I saw a video when, you know, my daily boredom, I was, you know, watching Old Housewives clips on YouTube. Mood. I saw a recommended, a recommended video that was by Kathy Griffin. 
and I'm going to say the allegedly allegedly, but in the video, she talks about how Andy Cohen one time when she was on his show, watch what happens live. They were in an office in his office. And he jokingly, as she thought was a joke, he said, do you want to do some blow? And she was like, what? She's kind of taking it back. And she's like, no, thank you. And then he kind of just laughed and whatever. That was that. The second time she was in his office for another, you know, uh, (laughs) episode of that show. He's like, Oh, no one's here. Do you want to do some blow? Clearly, she has gone out and called him like a not a coke addict, but like he is not afraid to be using coke. I mean, that's not a shocker. Yeah. Um, it's funny because in the comments of that YouTube video, somebody had commented and said, This is not a surprise to me. Um, I actually have a friend that I went to high school with or college, and he he's his little boy toy down down in Miami. Um, my friend told me that he calls them whenever he's down there, that all they do is fucking do some coke. They spent the last weekend fucking in coke. And it's just like to each their own, but <laughs> sir, this is not this is not do we condone this? No. Um, no, well, Danielle from Real Houses in New Jersey, she because she got fired, um, she very much pulled a Nini and she was like trying to like like out everybody like oh production this production that and then she kind of had said something about how um you know andy is her like they did cocaine together they would fucking snort that shit so for i mean she's not the most like trust (laughs) trusting source but i'm like come on like this is that the second person i've heard and that i saw that him and anderson cooper right which Anderson Cooper found it like funny. People were like, he's very uncomfortable. I was like, Anderson Cooper and him are like BFFs. They're like probably fuck Let's buddies. Let's be honest. But they were probably out there in Miami fucking and doing coke together. Let's be honest. Like, let's call a spade a spade. Like, this is just. Orgies. Yeah. <laughs> nah, this is. I mean, so each their own again. I'm, you probably, I sound like I'm judging, but I mean, it is what it is. Get a new host. Uh, bravo. Um, housewives he needs to very much your ceo needs to take a step back i you know it's funny i wasn't even upset about that news like it was more like his whole rant about how people who have been fired from his shows were wrong like he feels like they should have gotten the platform to like show us that they're correcting their behavior and i was like you mean all the racists that you fired yeah you stupid all your vanderpump motherfuckers i'm like ew cancel culture is not sorry before you start with atlanta i was like cancel culture to me is very double-sided because there's people that yes they made mistakes when they were young but you've seen them over and over again prove that they are not that person and then there's people that continue the pattern over and over again yes they may not be outwardly racist outrightly racist but they are very much like incognito races or incognito prejudice like you which just is even know, worse you so just it's like, know how people how they act and the way they i'm like yeah uh cocaine thoughts speak sober thoughts so point blank period anyways let's move on to atlanta the oh, crown no jewel of our <laughs> oh god which let me just say this before we continue on just just, just since we're in our uh little talking mm-hmm. shit of any cohen which Andy Cohen, if in the future I get into the world of entertainment and you still want to have me on your show, any kind of show, I'm still down for it. We okay? could talk about that. We could talk about this, Andy. We could talk about this. No. Um, 
was on on his his little show, you know, not to discredit his little show, but he was on his show, Watch What Happens Live, and he asked one of the ladies that was on it, um, he asked him, I know you're a huge Potomac fan, and the internet and the world was mad at me for the way it hosted it and the way I came at them. Um, were you angry? And the person was like, yeah, I, was, I wasn't necessarily, like, angry. I was just upset because it seemed like you kind of held Candace um, to a different standard. And you kind of held Monique's um, feet to the fire. Whereas Candace, you didn't really call her out for her things. And, mm-hmm. you know, it takes two to fight and stuff. And he was like, yeah, here's the thing. I was actually fighting for a four-part reunion, but a lot of it got cut. I did talk to Candace. I did, you know, hold her feet to the fire. And that just wasn't shown. So it is what it is. And I was, like, funny because um to Monique you told her well it wasn't talked about on the show so it's not important don't bring it up so why are you telling us now that you held your feet to the fire if it's not important we didn't see it so it happened so fuck you Andy <laughs> I'm like isn't it funny justice from Monique Samuels I'm like isn't it funny that like Potomac's over but it's still like we're still like exactly. justice for Monique that's yes. how important um, it is which the guest is like the bachelor or something huh last thing i don't know who she was but last thing before we you know wrap <laughs> this up apparently the bloggers are saying that there's been a casting you know shift because of Monique. a casting shakeup yes i saw now that. robin took it upon herself to be like listen sweetie i'm not fired so we know she's coming back i started to panic and i was like she's getting married of course she's coming back i started panicking i'm like does this mean karen's not coming back does it mean ashley's not coming back but i think we're just gonna get newbies because they kind of that same Mm -hmm. blogger who said that referenced when portia and kenya came onto the scene so hopefully major casting changes and we get some newbies because you know i'm tired of talking about candace but uh moving on to the matter at hand let's wrap up this episode by talking about the black queens that you know they are in atlanta so we started off the episode with cynthia kenya and mallory they're doing yoga kenya's struggling because she gained all that weight cynthia's struggling and they're all kind of just struggling and i was honestly like is it that hard i know yoga is hard but like yoga is hard but i was very much like i was like maybe it's because uh those face shields maybe you guys should wear actual masks like i don't know no oh, take a shot every time we see a stupid useless mask on that show because they're not why oh do they God. wear those face shields i don't get and it they're not even following god like they're hugging each other and i'm like yeah don't hug me don't touch me don't look at it's me just, some of their decisions are very questionable but um they basically go in on cynthia and mallory's like you know what she kind of had a freak out at the venue and cynthia's mm-hmm. not having it at one point they start yelling at each other and kenya's like no you're doing all this for the show you don't want you don't want a marriage you want to sh- you want to show a spectacular wedding and Ken- um i said this um when i was watching it live i was like this is the year of breaking the fourth wall even though we're in 2021 mm-hmm. Last year, these women do not care. They're like, oh, you want to talk about the show? Let's talk about the show. And she basically yeah. said that, you know, this show didn't tell me to get married. didn't tell me to get a divorce. And no, fuck that. And at the end of their conversation, I could tell that Cynthia was kind of understanding. But is she really I'm getting right. it? Like, I mean, she had her fucking She ends up, it. yeah, she ends <laughs> up having this 250 250- person wedding and i'm like mike why'd you let her do that maybe you low-key wanted that big ass wedding too but i was just like very much i saw this tweet that was like oh would friends talk to you like uh like kenya does who needs friends like nini and i was like, oh, I was like no like, honestly, are too much. i know i'm not a huge nini fan i mean i prefer her a thousand times more over kenya over but kenya it's the truth like nini 
we're not gonna into it moving on so after that we see candy and she has a little lunch with kenya kenya fills her in about you know cynthia's wedding problems the little situation because it's this whole thing and candy's like well last time she was married she it was in the midst of brokenness and i'm sorry i laughed i was like did she just say in the midst of brokenness like i mean she's speaking facts but i was like what um and she's basically saying that she wants to make up for having a shitty you know wedding so she wants to do it bigger and better now that she has some coin kenya then talks about how she is planning a bridal shower for her since she basically fucked up her proposal and she says that she wants candy to basically took take over it because if she's the one inviting people that people are likely not going to show up which drew tweeted about it and basically said well sweetie you need to take a look in the mirror if people don't want to come to any of your events that you're hosting you should probably change your fucking attitude which i mean is she wrong is she wrong it's funny because they haven't even had that many interactions like they've had one and yes i know it didn't go that well because they were making fun of her wig but i was like like you know there's gonna be even more negative interactions exactly. like i'm shook so after that kenya brings up portia because they're talking about who they're gonna invite and she was like well has anyone talked to portia because we know she saw we saw that she got arrested again and kenny's like why did you say like that what do you like what do you what do you yeah. mean and she was like well honestly and here's where i gotta break down all the tea in the previous again the commercial in the previous ad that we saw for the show the trailer um they showed Kenya saying, because um, it feels like at this point, they're putting themselves in a position to get arrested. They did not air yeah. it. And I'm triggered at Bravo. I don't know what they're trying to do, if they're trying to cover her ass. But yeah, in the episode last night, we see that she basically was upset because Porsche is not taking the right procedures, even though the bitch is wearing like a stupid face shield as opposed to a mask. And she's upset that Porsche is putting people's lives at risk because when she's out protesting, you know, fighting for black rights, she's not wearing a mask and candy i'm i'm really like it sounds like but i'm kind of pr- like i'm proud of candy i'm glad she's yeah. up for porsche and she's like well i get it but in the midst of everything that's going on like at least she's doing it and then can't exactly like, kenya needs to get up for high horse she was like well no 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 that's not what i'm saying i'm not talking about black lives matter i'm talking about you know risking people's lives and and kenny's just like well regardless she's you know making sure she's doing what's good for the people and yeah i don't know like i have so many thoughts i made it what are your thoughts i very much i was like it's because porsche's doing it i'm not saying that she she shouldn't be wearing a mask absolutely and a majority of the time that i saw her or that i saw clips of her out on the streets protesting she did have a mask a lot of the protests that i saw pictures and videos and clips of protesters had a mask on like they were taking more precautions than dumbasses at Trump rallies. So I was like, you're really just saying all of this because Porsche's like, uh, we already know you and Porsche are like, like oil and water. Is that a good analogy? I hope yeah, so. Um, no, like, I get what you're saying. And I, I said it earlier when we were talking about drag race or when we were talking about Trump, but this is what I mean by like, you're not even like, why are you upset? She's doing what you're not doing. Like, mm. I, just, I don't get it like and the kenya fans and stands are just as delusional when they're like she's doing this for a storyline like there's a camera around which we'll get into the whole camera thing because i have plenty of opinions on that but it's just it's kenya needs to take a good look in the mirror and like really 
exactly before she speaks i okay. just think it's it's funny that they're like no she's doing it for the camera she's getting arrested on camera and i'm like when the fuck is the camera there any footage we see of her getting arrested or of her at protest it's phone footage exactly. because people are taking because i don't know if you know that i get it through your pea brains when you go to a <laughs> protest you're supposed to record yourself um when we saw footage of portia doing it you're supposed to record yourself to say that you would never put yourself in harm's way, you would never do ABC because police brutality is a thing, dumbasses. Like they will make up shit to cover their asses if something were to happen to you. So I'm like, never do I see professional cameras there. It's all phone footage. I'm sure if she wanted the spotlight, she would fight to make sure that um, production was there. Like you're really just talking out of your asses at this point. It's, like, and it's, and so it, it, it's crosses, it crosses a line where, and I know this is just, we're just talking on the outside looking in, but it crosses a line yeah. where it's not even about the TV show anymore. It's like, do you see how like inhumane or how just ignorant you, you're coming across? Like, I don't think she realizes that. She's always been like that, really. Like, but then I think about it, like, I'm like, honestly, I understand she's doing her job, like as a housewife. But like you said, at some point, she, like, takes the show away from it. And at the end of the day, she, like, truly is a hateful person. She gives me Lisa, Lisa Rinna vibes. Her and Lisa Rinna could be friends. They, they, they probably could be besties together. They probably um, are. They probably are. <laughs> um, the last thing I wrote on that was that they talk about how much Kenya loves Toya or Toyota. I don't really have time <laughs> to talk about that bitch. So moving on. <laughs> After that, if you don't like um, Kenya, you don't like Ralph. So then we see Drew and Ralph and they have a counselor over, you know, basically for therapy because as we see the relationship is kind of in a shit show. Um, they talk about their goals and Drew says, I want transparency. I want transparency. Transparent? Like, I'm drunk. Transparent. Transparency. Transparency. It's because I spelled yes. it wrong and then, um, yeah. <laughs> so she wants transparency, peace, and love for Josiah and Ralph says he wants respect and sex minimum of three times oh god he's not getting it I hated seeing like I hate <laughs> hate 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 you know I watch reality tv for the drama the laughs the shade I hate when it kind of focuses on like the negative of their lives but I don't know what were your thoughts on this whole counselor situation where Drew is like crying every other second their relationship is not great very i'm like drew you are clearly better than this you're clearly better than him like girl maybe you're gonna see this tape back and you're gonna be like maybe i should leave a sorry ass but it's very much like he's not redeemable in any sense like he's he's very like icky he's ugly like not i'm not saying like physically i'm saying like his personality is ugly like the fact that she her the difference in her points and the difference in his points like you could just see right there like she like it's obvious that she sees that you don't love your adoptive son as much as your other kids it's obvious that she can tell that you hide things from her like and she wants you to work on that meanwhile you're over here like uh i just want more sex like there was a di- it was like, there's very a caveman dude. the way he was yes, talking is i am man you are i woman. want sex like get it yeah. together and what part the part that triggered me the most is when she's explaining herself and he like taps her on the shoulder and like he looked at her and he's like okay it was just like wh- and she you could tell she visibly got upset yeah he was like what are you what are you doing he's like no it looks like you're gonna cry and i'm here to protect you i'm here to be there for you it's like you're being passive aggressive you're being condescending you're being yeah it's a shit show the lady the lady 
the counselor <laughs> tells them that well really she's telling drew like you know what this is the first day and she's like no we've been doing this for years like and she's like i know but you can't look in the past it's all about the future and he essentially <sighs> says that he's gonna do a lot better and he apologizes will he i don't see this happening T. Uh, let's just pray for the marriage i just i don't know <laughs> that counselor was very much i was like ma'am uh is ralph the one paying you or is drew the one paying you because you very much are team ralph it and seems with her again with her face shield like man get a mask it's not the right <laughs> protective gear do, do better sweetie you, like you are a counselor any i digress um <laughs> After that, we see Lauren calling Cynthia to invite her to Portia's surprise party. You know, Lauren is going to throw her party for all of the amazing work Portia has done, which that is a kind of a touchy subject, but we'll get into that later. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know why it was such a, I don't know why she thought it'd be such a great idea to be like, Kenyon's, Kenyon's invited, right? Kenyon's oh going to come. And Lauren is obviously hesitant. And she's like, um well i don't want drama but it's cool like if she's your plus one i guess just bring her and then cynthia <laughs> calls kenya and she tells her that they're doing better you know the the wedding is still on she's practicing uh -huh. with the the mannequin that part was so crazy i was like why are you touching it why are you kissing it like <laughs> you're so extra there's another you're very aware of the camera and you know you're yes so stupid then she tells kenya about the party and shocker Kenya starts hating and she's like well let me see let me throw a party for my it's so self-serving let me throw a party for everything that I've accomplished and blah blah blah, blah. and then it's just like you're being a bitch shut the fuck up they show oh, Drew and Ralph and they're getting ready because unfortunately and it's sad to say that his father has passed away he had a heart attack and they're going mm -hmm. to the service and I don't want to speak negatively on him, especially at the time that, you know, of what's going on. Like, no, I don't yeah. want to talk neg negatively on Ralph, but he says that this has changed him and he sees life differently. Hopefully I don't want to say let's remember that change. Let's yeah, let's I don't want to say let's remember these words, but let's see in the next couple of episodes if he still treats exactly her the way he treats her or if he treats her differently, because you just said, you know, after this horrible traumatic experience, you're going to do better. But let's see if let's see if that's the case because exactly words are words oh, sweetie gosh. and your past does not look good <laughs> so then we see tanya she's picking up portia and they meet up with marlo they basically talk about the relationship and it's funny because marlo sees right through her bullshit and she's like oh so i get it you're not together this week but next week you're good and she's like no. marlo and she talks about the all the gifts all the expensive purses he's buying her and I found it funny how Marlo was the one giving advice. And she's like, well, I don't want you to focus on the materialistic items. Like, focus on your <laughs> your marriage. I was like, Marlo. After that, we see Cynthia. And she calls Kenya to tell her about the party. And sorry, unfortunately for her, it's not looking good. She tells him that Lauren is apprehensive. And that, you know, she basically doesn't want her to fucking be there. Kenya is livid. She starts getting mad. And she's like, someone's paying for my hair and makeup. Which I'm like, girl, what are you? Uh, anyways girl bye next um it's funny because she's like she stands up she's like i'm not gonna be petty and what does she do she calls candy and she tells her you know what invite the girls over because i'm not gonna make it because she rescinded the invitation and that party is self-serving and whenever she gets arrested there's always a camera there and she kind of like, ridiculous she calls her she calls bullshit on that and she's like well candy calls her out on that bullshit she's like well you didn't even think it's real you don't even want to be there so it's really better that she stayed. 
And, exactly. But I know how to, uh, I know how to be, um, I know how to act in a respectful manner. I'm, I would never ruin someone's event. And I'm glad production came through and they showed all the shady shit she's done at different events that of the other ladies. Exactly. I'm sorry. My, one of my favorite moments was when Kanye was like, Kenya more hair care. <laughs> like her rendition of her little marching band was hilarious and iconic. Um, the only thing I want to talk about that, like this whole scene was whenever yeah. she talks about how them be there, like whenever Kenya brings up the fact that there's always a camera around, um, you made a good point. Like, obviously we know what the world, you know, we know what the world is right now. We know that cops are not our friends. Um mm-hmm. And it's also just a matter of bringing visibility to it. Like you can't, like, how do you expect things to change if people don't see what the real world is? And it's not, it's not, not to be like rude torture, but it's not about her. And I'm sure she sees that that way. I mean, she said, she says it herself. It's not about her. It's about wanting change and fighting for basic human rights. And I don't know, Kenya's disgusting. I hate her. I think also if production is there or if they, maybe they do have footage of her protesting or something. I doubt it's from her request. Like, no, come, come see me in action or something. Because I doubt that that's a lot. Like when you're working with activists, that's the last thing that they want is people in the way maybe. So I doubt that Porsche is inviting production to come along. If anything, production themselves are probably insisting because I mean Bravo doesn't have a great track record with races so they're probably trying to make sure that they get a good side like look look like yeah we had all these racist cast members in the past but look we have a show doing the most with Black Lives Matter so if anything it's production insisting on having this this platform for her do you get me yeah but it's, Portia, it just bothers me the comments like, that she can make and like not nah, think twice about it to me it's like kenya there's really like you're saying that but even if production was there what's so bad about that what's so bad about bringing visibility to the black lives matter movement what's so bad about bringing visibility to police police brutality like what's like seriously kenya what is so bad and like, voice that you the, know like do you the get me fact that like I'm the I'm the first person to say wear a mask don't do this I've yet to see the footage it, the pictures show me a picture where she's not wearing a mask I want to see it exactly and second of all let's let's say let's give it let's give Kenya the benefit of the doubt let's whatever that's saying I'm fucking I'm sick of her shit um let's say she's right let's say Portia wasn't wearing a mask shame on Portia let's say Portia is doing the most and doing this offer storyline for camera time for the attention let's say poor Kenya's right Kenya's right she's doing what is Kenya doing for the movement? What has Kenya exactly. done? And it's 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 probably going to sound wrong of us to be like, oh, well, it's because we don't see it on Instagram. We don't see it on Twitter. We don't see it in the news. She's not doing anything, but it's the truth. What has she done besides exactly. talk shit on people who are doing something for the movement? It's just, it seems hypocritical and it seems ironic and a whole ass clown. Yeah, it's very much just because Portia's doing it. I wonder if she would have the same outcry if it was Cynthia her best friend or Candy like girl you are very much just Portia could be fucking saving the world and providing food to like hungry people and you'd still be like but maybe those people are allergic to the food that she's giving them because look at her she's giving them bad food expired food like you're just a hater girl call me hateful but i hope they bring lauren onto the reunion i hope they bring on i love lauren like they need to i hope like i don't i'm not 
I'm not even like, I don't question Porsche's ability to carry her own. At the oh, reunion. absolutely not. Um, but I'm excited because I know Porsche is ready to drag Kenya physically, maybe. Um, exactly. With her reads because the shit, the amount of shit that Kenya has talked about Porsche, and I'm pretty sure. I mean, if I was Porsche, I'd be proud. That's like layman's terms. I like proud of all the things I've done and. I don't know. I feel like she's ready to defend herself. Defend herself. Um, Portia's mm-hmm. name has been drugged through the mud this entire season, and we're barely in episode four. Um, exactly. Oh my gosh! We'll see what this reunion has for us because it's a whole lot of mess. So the last scene we see is Portia's party. All of her friends and close family has um, gathered around to basically show their love and support for her. Which I'm not even gonna front. I cried. Like anytime they show anything, anything relating to the movement, I get. Like, I, I'm beside myself, and I, like, I don't know what to do. It just fucking, crying. yeah. And then to see it the pictures of her as a child with her grandfather, and just to see the effort that Portia is putting into this, it makes me so happy. Not only because it's Portia and I love her, but because she's using her platform for good. And as we see with the other housewives, they don't always do that. Yes. Um, so I really enjoyed this scene. Um, we see her arrive with, um, well, let me. I'm getting ahead of myself, but we see them all hanging out, and we see Toyota. Which from now on, I'm gonna refer to as Toyota. Toyota just basically came for Fallon. She's like, oh yeah, because Fallon comes in and she's like, yeah, I've been, I've been, I'm married to Simon, and we have, I have three kids, and he has five kids, and we're just a big happy family. And she's like, but he's older, right? How old is he? Like, what is? Why is it your business? Why does it matter? Again, another lady who needs to focus on her breaking crappy marriage instead of other women it's very much it's giving me very much um i'm doing this for the camera like i'm gonna be this villain for the camera thirsty she's so thirsty yes she's really fighting for that peach which sadly she didn't get um sucks to suck um and then she's like yeah you look like i don't know you just look like the type who dates for money dates older men and it is what it is oh my god who says that she does apparently <laughs> so Portia arrives um tanya had picked her up and she's just beside herself and she's in tears and she's just super happy and i'm glad she said this even though i get a feeling of how she is like as a person but i'm glad she said that it felt uncomfortable for them to kind of acknowledge her um and throw her a party because yeah to her she's just doing what's right and she's doing what she feels like everyone should be doing and i'm glad she said it because like i said if you're like not a Porsche stand, you're probably thinking the same way Kenya is. And they're like, oh, she's doing it for the cameras, for the lights, for the attention. And yeah, it's like she was defending herself, even though she doesn't have to. But I don't know. It made me feel like some sort of way. See, to me, I'm like, it would have been different, but really not that different if Portia was throwing the party for herself. But Portia is not the one throwing the party for herself. It's her sister. And it's again, I would do the same for my sister if I saw her putting in the work in this like movement or something like something similar, like equivalent, I would want to make sure that she knows that her activism, her efforts are seen. Like I'm validating her. Like, this is not, oh my gosh, I'm like about to burp. And um, this is not, this is not Lauren being like, oh my gosh, look at my sister. Look at my sister. Look, look at her production. Look at her. That's not, that's not Lauren. If anything, Lauren's like, no, I just want to let my sister know that what she's doing is not in vain. Like we see her and she's very much doing, putting in the work and we want to make sure that she's, this isn't like a reward. This is just, 
like a validation like do you get me like yeah and i think it makes a like i i agree with you 100 especially because we've seen this is like lauren lauren is not new to the show we've seen her in the past and i don't know much about her but from what i have seen i feel like she's a really down-to-earth loving person and lauren is not all yes. about the cameras and the attention so i think obviously she had great intentions and i'm i'm glad she did that too like you said recognize her sister and all of her hard work um so they gather around and they're kind of just talking and i don't know why like cynthia this is where i'm like when the haters come on the show like this is when the haters on twitter i kind of agree with them like cynthia why are you there a lot of this shit you do and say is questionable i don't know why she thought it would be a great idea (laughs) to be like here's pilar's gift okay whatever i can understand that but then to go on to say yeah um here's kenya's gift she wanted to come but lauren was apprehensive and she didn't know if there's gonna be problems and she didn't know if you like cynthia shut up why are you talking about kenya you've known kenya and portia for six seven years now you know they're not friends why did you find it necessary to bring her up and to go on to say well lauren like lauren was wasn't sure like no you're not very much connect the dots cynthia connect the dots you dumb bitch sometimes i just i think back to that time where like she tried to like um, I don't know what scene it was, but when they were talking about Mr. Chocolate, basically, they were trying to confront Phaedra. Oh, and, like, and she was like, And I was like, she's very much the wrong person to try and throw shade, be shady. She's very much the wrong person to try and instigate. I'm like, Cindy, you tried, but they were, then Portia shuts it down. She's like, well, you know me in Kenya. Like, you know me in Kenya. Like, she's just, sorry miss it ain't gonna happen um after that the episode kind of wraps up with Portia giving her speech and bottom line she says being complacent isn't okay we need to do something about this it's a huge problem and nothing's Mm -hmm. gonna change unless we do something and that wraps up this episode they kind of show us a preview um for the next episode and we see that they're hosting the bridal shower we see them trying on different lingerie which I think it's for, you know what, the moment we've all been waiting for, the <laughs> alleged sex scandal with the stripper. And Kenya and Portia go head to head. And as we see, they are... Kenya brings up the fact that she brought her gift. She bought her a gift. And she's like, it'd be great if I was able to give it to her in person. And it's just, again... Well, you could have, just not at the party. You could have gone to her house. <laughs> for <laughs> someone who says they won't ruin events, what is she doing there? She's bringing up a problem at an event which is her best friend since Kenya I you have understand. ruined you ruin every event you go to because you try to be the center of attention I'm like girl been there done that goodbye <laughs> oh god no yeah it's yes. just it's it's a whole lot it was just a whole lot this episode was a whole lot it's just a lot um hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode make sure to follow our instagram account no bs pod because we'll be posting lots of pics on there and yeah why wouldn't you want to follow us keep up with us um make sure you follow me on instagram twitter king lewis daniela any final words follow me on instagram follow me on twitter and i hope you guys like this new format this new kind of two-parter that way we give you guys a little bit of everything (laughs) and that's oh god 
I'm like joking my own so I love that. Oh, God. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to give us a five star rating wherever you can. And we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye.